Today's episode of Noise of the Broke Voice is brought to you by social distancing. Is there a dangerous zombie apocalypse pandemic going on outside? Or are you a pseudo-intelligent anti-genius that believes drinking Clorox will cure you of your ignorance and deplorable personality? Either way, social distancing should be your first line of defense against the dangers of these things. Remember to keep six feet away from all people and always wear a face covering. This will not only keep you both safe from transferring harmful, contagious diseases, but it will allow you to conceal your unsightly personality. For those of you already acting in a careful, respectful, and responsible way, thank you. Please carry on and stay safe. And now, on to the show. In today's episode, I sit down with my good friend, Peter Din. We both attended UC Davis at the same time and have been friends and training partners ever since meeting. He currently works as an associate marriage and family therapist in Sacramento, California, helping all sorts of folks in the area. Please enjoy the episode. What's up, Peter? How you doing? Oh, what's up, Kurt, man? Thanks for having me over. Yeah, I know. I haven't seen you in a minute, dude. I mean, at least since I got married like three months ago dude you're married it still doesn't even make sense <laughs> to me <laughs> yeah how active would you say that you're in the like scale of one to ten ten being like you're the you're the one throwing all the silver backs or something like that like what level of involvement do you think you are zero to ten in the breaking scene yeah oh dang dude it's low it's probably below five okay but i don't think that's a good thing but i think it's just kind of how my life has put me because yeah. i'm like older at this point i've you know i mean when i was young let's say 18 there wasn't really anybody my age now 32 that was really still in the scene maybe like a few people very few handful now that i'm this age there's a lot more of us around yeah. um but i guess and i don't know why that is but may, i think maybe it comes from being the whole community being a little more connected through social media and whatnot yeah but um i guess being being used to that and i guess being at the age where there's you, you got a lot of other stuff going on in your life um it, it breaking some or at least the breaking scene kind of takes a back seat to a lot of that stuff not that breaking is not a big part of my life because i go and practice very religiously all the time and but i treat it more as like therapy exercise and uh, a way to stay in shape and a way to like really stretch my creative mind rather than train my skills to like be the best and battle everybody Uh um and so i've always yeah i've always treated breaking as like this kind of mental exercise to kind of fix all the holes in my life in a there's obviously holes in everybody's life all over the place. And, and me as a as an engineer, um, someone who works um, in, in, in that kind of world, you stretch your brain completely differently than, mm-hmm. than as a creative dancer. And so the, the holes that that leaves in me, breaking always fills. And it, it obviously fills a lot more than that too. I mean, if my, if my job was to break 
I would need something to fill in the holes, which, you know, academics, engineering, mathematics, stuff like that, nerdy type of stuff that fills in those holes. And so I think it's a good marriage of, of activities. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, so I've always used breaking as kind of like a therapeutic exercise. And that's a lot of why I wanted to talk to you because I think there's a lot of therapy in, uh, using creative endeavors to, um, to heal and maybe maintain your mental relationship or, you know, I don't know your, your health. Yeah. Uh, I, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. What I noticed with breaking, I use it for some similar things you say. Um, some of mine is, and I love this word. I know, you know, it, cause I've been saying it all day. Breaking grounds me for anyone that mm-hmm. breaks. Uh, it, that also refers to ground power. Grounds me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, in the sense where, what? Tell me a few things you know about mindfulness. Mindfulness. Yes. Like in, I guess. Whatever you know. Well, I guess the de- what's your definition of mindfulness? I guess that you're going for. Yeah. I think of a couple. Things. So let me hear yours. Like uh, one thing you know about mindfulness is. Mm, I mean, uh, probably the first thing that comes to mind would be. say it without saying mindfulness is uh being aware of something and yeah i guess keeping it in the forefront of your brain yeah yeah being being aware of what's going on right now Mm -hmm. um many times i or i can imagine people being stuck in their minds mm-hmm. breaking in life where i gotta do this i gotta do this damn i don't have this man when i was younger i used to could do this mm-hmm. blah 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 or later i can't wait till i have this and when i'm breaking i don't have time for that mm-hmm. because i have to be present or else what do we say when you used to practice at david hey just just don't die <laughs> like, like, hey, stick that, or you'll hey. probably die. Like, I know, I know that was extreme of us to say it, but it, it made sense, and it made you go for the gusto, though. Yeah, it like, made you go for the gusto, and then it, 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 it put me in a position where I had to be, if not a hundred percent, like ninety is is the high one ninetieth percentile. That's that's high, eighty ninety percentile. Uh, is it eighty fifth? I don't know. Yeah, so, so something, whatever. Exactly. So you got to stay in those higher, yeah. higher percentiles of awareness. And where mm-hmm. awareness is, awareness is in the body. Mm-hmm. Um, like in, in my practice, many people come in, clients come in, and they're in their minds. Yeah. They're in their minds. They're thinking, overthinking. I got to do this. Again, I have to do this. I'm not doing this. I want to be this. Well, when you're in your body, you can only be aware of, how things taste. So if you eat shit when you crash your move, oh, you know what that tastes like. Mm-hmm. Um, my wrists, so my wrists and shoulders feel a lot of pain. So being cognizant of, ooh, that hurts my wrist. Ooh, that hurts my shoulder. Let's not do that. Let's ease that. How can I do that more effectively? Um, music, that sound right away. Mm-hmm. Like I have to be present. Is there a beat there? Do I want to be offbeat? Like you making all these choices. Uh, so we talked about hearing so far we talked about our our, our what, what do you call 
touch. Oh, touch. Uh, you got to worry about touch. And then you worry about sight. Your, mm-hmm. That's your, like, your spatial awareness, right? When we're battling, who, who are battling? Who, who do we see? Where do I see my foot in relation to my chest, my everything? Mm-hmm. So that's on. That's, that's three senses. I don't know how you can fit taste in, <laughs> taste in, but um, maybe it t- made a taste of victory. I don't know. And then, so and what's the last one? Let's see. We have sight, smell, and smell, smell well, victory. Yeah, the, or you the, smell the, them stink ass people. Yeah, because because <laughs> you you know when we stress, we do the stress sweat. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so maybe maybe taste and uh, taste and smell aren't exactly in there, but yeah. What's therapeutic, what can be therapeutic about it is you have to be present. Mm-hmm. It takes you out of your mind. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's the therapeutic yeah. part. I Actually, one about. thing I think this connects to this is uh, it was something that Paul One told me was um, that the reason he likes the word be boy is because you're letting your inner child come out to play. You're not that's- a be man, even if you're... You know, I think what? How old is he? Forty something. Yeah, he's he's a man, but he's not a B man. He's a B boy because he's taking himself out of his adult responsibilities and saying, "Let my inner child come out to play." Oh, and that's my what gosh. That, it, that's what kind of like helps him kind of patch up everything in his life. I think, and that's I think that's you, really interesting. And and. It's about being novel, right? Like you find the and who find things novel? Kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. B boys, B girls. Oh yeah. crap. That was amazing. No, you know, this kind of ties into like a lot of the work that Vince does. Vince being my brother, um, who has his YouTube channel, he teaches and um everything. A lot of the people he teaches are like uh, special needs kids. Yeah. And some of the most interesting things that he says is that a lot of these kids, you know, they got troubled lives and whatever. Um, a lot of difficulties at home and stuff. And mm-hmm. they can easily go down a bad path without the right, you know, mentors around them. And he finds that some of the most interesting thing that happened is he, he lets them just be kids in his classes. He's like, you know, here's, here's what breaking is. Here's some music to dance to. Here's some moves. I'm showing you the tools how to do it now here i'm gonna play some music you guys go on that side these guys go on this side and you guys are gonna battle and just have fun don't worry don't think too much about it if you want to try a move do it if you want to do a new move do it if you don't want to do any of those moves and do something else just go for it let your inner child play and they're out there doing that having the time of their lives and then he says they go home and he's finding that a lot of their home life is kind of being solved by that in a way i mean a lot of a lot of things at home still need to get fixed but at least the difficulties that they're carrying over into school that's making them maybe not do so well in school Mm -hmm. those things are getting solved because they they're 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 having a a great time coming to to school because they know that not only are they going to learn a lot, they're also going to get to pl- let their inner child play too. And yeah. it's encouraged for them to do that. It's encouraged to let their creativity come out. Um, and it also, and it's a, it it's, lets them like mess up too. Like it lets them mess up. Yeah. They're going to yeah, try things you, and be like, I don't really like this. And they're practicing yeah. choice over. Cause when you're on a dance floor, you're constantly making choice, you know? And yeah, I think, so I think failure, creativity are all 
very tied together. And um, I think kids learning failure early and understanding that failure is not as bad uh, as people make it out to be. Mm -hmm. It's actually a good thing. And it's a necessary learn, part of the process. It's an opportunity to learn. It's, yes, necessary part of the process. Um, is a good skill to learn. And what do you know? They're not learning it through anything else at school or traditional school. Mm -hmm. They're learning it through breakdancing. Yeah. Because through play. what they're doing through playing. Yeah, exactly. They're coming to school playing and being encouraged to let, let their mind wander, let their body wander to cool new dimensions that they didn't know existed. And they're yeah. encouraged to do that. And when they, fall down you know one of the cool things about breaking is you a lot of moves come from falling down yeah. you go like oh man i fell down but it kind of looked cool let me do that so it doesn't hurt next time yeah. so then you do that and you're like well yeah. I, it, I fell and learned a new move now i yeah. mean and it teaches them how to reflect on that skill like yeah. okay that hurt <laughs> yeah, definitely but i always make this joke actually with people because they ask me you know you got an interesting style what do you call it and I, I i always thought that that was a dumb question but then i actually started goofing around and making a joke about it and saying i call it floping because it's like taking your flops and flowing with them and essentially i've just built my whole style from that oh and yeah i mean hopefully it doesn't all look like a flop but it's like you're still in my book and whoever when we because when you're at davis we nicknamed you the ultimate flopper <laughs> i don't know if you ever remember that but yeah, yeah. you're the ultimate flopper like air flops air. he went for an air flare he didn't hit it but he didn't crash yeah exactly, <laughs> he didn't exactly but see, and it was like <laughs> but and then you do that and then you turned it into a different move and then you just kind of went with it. And now it's its own move. Yeah. You know, you do it enough and then people recognize that. Yeah. Oh, that's what he does. And then you keep training and actually learn how to air flare. And now you got two moves. You got yeah. the air flop and the air flare. Yeah. Cool. I got two moves and it all came from letting your mind wander and also hard work. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. It's the spirit of play, man. Like it is. Yeah. I can't stress that enough. And I also understand how scary it is, though. It is scary. It's like to play. It's fearful. Yeah. And then, well, us as adults, I, I mean, I, I can't. It's speak discouraged to, as an adult yeah. to, well, yeah, to fail. Yes. It's discouraged as an adult. Um, I, I mean, I think a lot of the adult world is set up to discourage creativity. Yeah. Like you go to, work and you go oh i want to do i want to try something new no stick by the book it's more yeah it, efficient it's more profitable to do it this yeah way. it's tried and true when it's not true that's crazy um yeah and and in a way the business model works well with that yeah but i think it also damages the tools which are the us personnel <laughs> yeah, yeah. The people doing the job um, it dulls us real quick. It dulls you. Yeah, yeah. Whereas your creativity lets you use your knowledge to do cool new things and, like, yeah. maybe gain a better understanding of stuff. I mean, like I said, my style is built from flopping and flowing out of it. Flowing from flopping. Yeah. And, uh, and by I guess by doing that, I was, I think... 
it's it's like I'm encouraged I'm encouraging myself to explore yeah things and then build something out of that yeah exploration man that's what that's that's what whoever came to the U.S. and stuff there right just explored the frontiers and we're exploring the frontiers of our bodies of our minds now it's going super vague but it, it make it makes sense it makes sense dude the adult world you, you said earlier that um when we were younger there weren't many people past 30 that were breaking like yeah yeah how is that like, like what what goes on through your mind when you're thinking that we got like morris gravity us like just still going whether or not we're competing but there's st we're still going at practice still what's this the, the, all those guys from Japan in their 40s still hitting like the craziest power I, like I think it's because it's amazing breaking, dude breaking is I mean it, obviously it's an art form but along with art forms come yeah the the quest to express yourself and that is deeply rooted in uh, us as human beings yeah. This is something that we've always, we always want to do as human beings. And so I think you get to an age and you're like, oh, I don't necessarily want to compete anymore. But I also can't get away from this thing because it's, it provides this outlet that I need in my life as a, th as therapy or, you know, yeah. or yeah, it's, it's just, it's part of my life to really like keep my life together. And yeah. I mean, I can't imagine myself not breaking Mm -hmm. You know, if if I wasn't breaking, there'd be a lot of holes to fill. I mean, because yeah. you know, I like I I love moving around and stuff, so I need to have something that fills that hole. I need something that fills my creativity hole. Yeah, maybe it's painting or making music or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, it, it, I think breaking beautifully like collects all that stuff together. Yeah, you keep mentioning things about holes and so that got me wondering what is breaking feeling for me exactly i wanted to say something like creativity because honestly that sounds fucking cool mm -hmm. <laughs> and now thinking about it because at practices first i think of it as discipline for myself because yeah yeah it is yeah it's a martial art dude it really is i mean like what's it i don't actually know a, the definition of the mar martial art i don't really know the definition of that I don't even know what martial means. Uh, I think it comes from, like, military. Oh. Yeah. I mean, because it's, it's like, combat. Okay. Um, and it's, I guess, it's the art of combat, really. Um, but, but when you say, like... I, the, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of... I'm, I'm not saying martial art as if it really is one, but yeah. it's so damn similar. Yeah. Like, it takes discipline. It takes practice. And well, I know when I go to practice... Um, there's there's a few sets and sometimes not even sets. I just go there and I just practice my power moves. Like just and sometimes I don't do combos. Mm -hmm. And like right now, the last three months, I mean, or however long we talked to Jihad and yeah. I talked to Alex, and I'm only training my flares. That's it. And then yeah. knowing that I'm going in there and doing that over and over and over, I know there's people that come to me like, yeah. "Yo, Pierre, you can get so much better if you're doing this, doing this." Mm -hmm. And then it's giving me the opportunity going to practice. And doing the same thing over and over and over is giving me the opportunity to, one, show myself that I am able to discipline myself. Sh show myself that when someone comes over, and I respect them, and say, hey, yo, Peter, 
you should do this to be a better b-boy and then i can say no i'm yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm practicing saying no and doing and it also gives me a chance to give a fuck about what i want to give a fuck about because we yeah. don't we don't have that many fucks to give no, you know? it's a it's a finite amount. It's a finite it's something amount. Something everyone needs to realize. And, and you, you lose really more and more amount. every year. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, it's a finite amount. Like again, you yeah. can only give say five every day. Yeah, and <laughs> you only have a limited amount of days, so it's yeah, it's ticking down. So really, I mean, I really, I think calling it a fuck is funny, but. Think of that as like currency. Yeah, it, it, you have a bank. Yeah, and it doesn't get really replenished that fuck much. Currency. It's fu- yeah, the, the, the currency f- of fuck. The fucks of giving fucks. Yeah, dude. Exactly. Like yeah, yeah. Like you just gave me the like uh, the the visualization that when I was younger, I had so many. I gave a fuck about so many. So things. many things. And, and all matter. those fucks, the font is Times New Roman. And as the years went by, the amount of fucks decreased, and the font got cooler. So I went a little bit to Comic Sans, then I went a little <laughs> to Gothic. Now, oh, I, n- now I think I'm at, like, Arial Black. Like, it's uh-huh. simple, but not too simple. It's still a little, a little professional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a little professional, a little fun. And yeah. a, oh, uh, yeah. you said it. It's a little professional. It's a little fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, dude. Um, what that I, wasn't my idea, by the way. That was that, I think, Mark Manson, uh, The uh, Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I just Oh, love, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's a, it's a funny book, dude. Yeah, no, I want to read that book. I'll, all right, I'll send it to you. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, yeah, so I used to do martial arts a long time ago. I did Taekwondo for about 10 years mm-hmm. um, before I ever braked. And one of the reasons I stopped doing that, I mean, I always loved it. But I got to a point where it felt like such a, a thing where everyone was telling me what I needed to do, what I have to do. Uh. And that was when I, and I used to skateboard. I mean, which, you know, that the world of skateboarding is very like anti everything, like do whatever Super you want. Super counterculture. So it fun. Yeah, it's counterculture. It's, and I always was really drawn to that. But it it didn't quite fill all the voids for me. And then when I found breaking, I was like, this fills every void for me. And it's very counterculture. It's encouraged to do whatever the hell I want. Uh And so where martial arts was failing me a little bit, breaking filled that void. And and this was before I think mixed martial arts was really up in the scene. Because I know mixed martial arts, now they're like, okay, do what is effective and i think that's more so what i wanted to 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 go towards but i I think breaking offered me a lot of creativity because it was just like now i'm i'm coming into a world where uh there's a move you know like say i just crashed and made it and i said oh that crash kind of looks cool let me try to make it yeah and i just keep working at it practicing it practicing it and now it's a move that never existed before yeah. So it created this. It, it let me make. It made me. It let me make stuff much like how painting is. Yeah. But it's an active thing where I can get out that freaking like, you know, young man aggression yeah. out onto something, and so it really filled in all the the holes for me, and um, that's what drew me to it. And so like once I found it, and I found the group of people I wanted to do it with, I was just like, dude, I don't know if I can keep doing martial arts because 
this is what I want to do is breaking. This is a, this is the real martial art for me. Yeah. It's, you know, um, I mean, I was never too into fighting. I always like, you know, I always thought that violence was not so good, but I liked martial arts because it at least teaches you how to handle a situation. Yeah. But for the, for the most part, I don't want to, I don't want it to even go to that point. I don't want yeah. it to get violent. And so when I saw breaking, I was like, you know what, this is, giving you that combat relationship in a battle, mm -hmm. but you're not throwing hands at people. No one's in danger. We're, I mean, yeah. I, obviously back in the day, there used to be some situations yeah. at jams where people were fighting and stuff, but I don't encourage that. But I think having a competitiveness between two people or two groups of people is a good thing to have. And mm -hmm. um, it provided that for me. And, um, and yeah, that's what I was drawn to. And so like, I just kept going with it and I'm still in love with it as I was back then. Yeah. I'm not so into the scene as I was before. And that's, you know, obviously because I have different things in my life and I maybe yeah. can't dedicate as much time to competing and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Your relationship to breaking has it's evolved to another. State. It evolved to something else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but very much so my love for it is the same. Yeah. In fact, it's bigger. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a more nuanced love now. Yeah, I guess it's not so one one variable anymore. Yeah. Like when when anyone, I mean, I I noticed when I think Jordan Peterson said it. Mm -hmm. Anyone can make an argument for one variable. I love breaking because it's this. Mm. I love breaking because it's this. But there's multiple variables. Yeah, and when you get to the point where you're like, oh my gosh, I hate it, I love it. Breaking makes me sad. It also makes me happy. Mm -hmm. It turns me on, turns me off, breaks me off, <laughs> <laughs> teaches me things, teaches yeah. me bad things and bad habits. Yeah. But it's all of that. Like, mm -hmm. there is not. There's lots of things to tweak in it for yeah, sure and to it, play with. It's it's a multivariate thing, as as is many things in life. And, uh, and also and, everything, and, yeah, dude, everything. E everything. And, everything. And everything worth doing is probably like that. Yeah, and then to be able to step back and go, whoa, as much, as long as we've we've been in this dance for like over a decade already, approaching Dude, two. Two decades. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, my. Okay, yeah. thanks for making me feel dated anyway. No, yeah. I'm trying to be all like, I don't oh. know how you are with it. I don't really count years, but then somebody asked me recently, like, how long I've been breaking. I was like, I And you should just you. give my age. But Yeah, right. And then I started counting. I was like, shoot, dude. It's like almost 20 years. Yeah, for me, it's 15-ish, like, 15, 16. Is it? No, dude. Because I didn't start really until 2002, 2001. So, like, I came so late. It's, no, because that's, and, like, and, around and I was, when I started. And I was around 15. That, so, it's, like, <gasps> wait, 17, I'm, 18 wait, years, I'm 30, dude. I'm 33. Holy dude, it's, <laughs> it's, like, 17, 18 years, dude. I'm, I'm trying, to, like, keep, I'm trying push, to keep myself young, all right? Yeah. <laughs> No, holy crap! Yeah, it's seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, we started around the same time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. But I think <laughs> yeah. that was the same thing that happened to me when ah. I kind of was like, "Oh yeah, I've been breaking like ten years," and they're like, "Wait, no, that doesn't make any sense." Hold on, fifteen? <laughs> no, that still doesn't make any sense. Oh my oh. god, it's like not too many years off of twenty. Like, shoot, it, it really isn't. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, but it's, uh, you know. And I'm not trying to say that we're some kind of OGs or anything, but mm -hmm. like I still feel it when people say like, "Oh, you're old school." I'm like, "No, nah, I'm middle school if anything," and I stay there. I'm like, just that's dude, it. I'm just me. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be an OG and anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
in a way, I'm not even like looking for respect, really. I've always just wanted to do it. Yeah, um, that's just what, and I that's mean. where the respect comes from. Like, yeah, like I have my I have my ideas about breaking, but it again, what I notice with like with my crew and come to refresh, whatever we talk about, it's it can be connected to breaking, but we focus on life skills. If when you practice, yeah. are you disciplined? When you're entering jams or you're doing a move, is it intentional? Can you reflect back and think about what you said earlier, Kurt? It's effectiveness. Mm -hmm. And then when you think about effectiveness, what thing is effective? What are you trying to be effective at? For me personally, it's I, I think it's effective when things don't hurt. Like I it's an age thing for me. Mm -hmm. I know some people say, um, eight like I don't think about age. Age age is just a number. Um, I, I can understand where it's coming from that no matter how old you get, you can do things. I also believe in balance and I need to, I need to know the limitations of age so I can effectively do what I want to do. I can't just huck and chuck anymore. Now yeah, I have yeah. to, I have to rely on angles way more than I had yeah. to before. Like it's taught you how to be more precise with everything. Yes. Very, that's, that's what I've learned. Yeah. I've always thought of myself as somewhat precise, but it wasn't until like more recently that like um because of all these injuries i've gathered through through my life it makes it hard to do a lot of stuff and it forced me to really like think of every little position that yeah. i'm putting my knees my elbows my um shoulders so that i don't injure myself and so what i found myself doing is running through all the moves i have slowly mm -hmm. perfecting every angle then doing it a little bit faster, doing it a little yeah. bit faster. And then, you know, kind of like doing it at the speed it's supposed to be uh -huh. at and just being very mindful of that. And over the years of just doing that, building habits about that, it's helped me really um, gain better precision. And fine-tune. Fine-tune, yeah. And like so you, now you are I'm, now a high-end speaker, yeah, not, it, not some, like... <laughs> it's funny, you know, you, um, uh, one of my friends... Um, Joey Chaotic, I don't know if you yeah, know, I know him. him yeah, yeah, I was practicing with him. It was like a couple years ago, but he called me a ninja, and I was like, what the heck are you talking about? And he's like, dude, you break silently. And I was like, what the heck does that even mean? You do, because you slip and slide. Yeah, it's like I slide around, and I'm, I've always been very like careful about where I'm putting my foot. Very intentional. Stuff. Yeah, very intentional. And I didn't really notice that until he said that, and I was like, oh, yeah. And actually, that's the t thing that I've really been working on. Not to be silent, but... To be precise, and the silence kind of came with that. Yeah. So I thought it was really funny that he said that, and then and, like, and that's when you know you do it effectively means, because yeah. look at trickers. There's there's some that's like boom, 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 yeah. triple, but then some you're just like, you're like, yeah. dude, is he not like floating? Is he not punching the ground? Because how the hell is he getting that much height? He's just learned to hone his like moment. Yeah, he has that gravity belt on. Maybe he took off his 23-pound yeah. ankle weights or whatever. He, he came from the future where they have actual gravity belts and just came to the past and was like, hey, I'm going to F all these trickers up. Yeah, he has <laughs> like, he has helium. He has helium suppository pills that he puts <laughs> yeah. in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm about to win a competition today. All right, bottoms up. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then he was like, oh, shoot, I'm going too high. So he'll squeeze his ass a little oh, hard his sphincter so he'll pop one and oh, he'll, he'll lower. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude like like on those things about doing things that are past superhuman limits i know someone at um there was someone at practice uh at dynasty and mm -hmm. 
I, I respect what he says. It's really awesome. He mentioned things about like uh, um, no limits, like there's no limits to the human this and that and this and mm -hmm. that. I, I respect that view when someone says we have no limits. I also see a side where there's a beauty to limits because like mm -hmm. uh, the other day, like or the other time me, you and Livix was talking about death. And when yeah, you yeah, know yeah. your limit, you get creative, and the prime right. the prime example I use, and I know not everyone gets it, but I think you might. The Super Nintendo that is my the, my go to. They are only sixteen bit. If it's anything else, mm -hmm. someone correct me. They are only sixteen bit. The PlayStation came out while the Super Nintendo was there, and they and whoever was working on the Super Nintendos went. No, I want to push it. Mm -hmm. I want to push it. And what happened? Donkey Kong Country came out. Killer Instinct came out. How the hell did they manage to get 3D onto yeah. a cartridge? They added a chip into the cartridge. That's cool. And it's not true 3D. But, and they were able to find a way to mimic 3D. Mm -hmm. Like, that's where I think true creativity, um, okay, not yeah. true creativity. I think a a high level of creativity can come from when you are hold into a Another one, Iron Man, he, when he built his Mark I suit, he didn't have shit, right? In the movie, he was just... He was in he, the, the hole yeah. or whatever. And because yeah. he was in the hole, he figured out something truly amazing. Because yeah. you only had... You had to get creative with what was at hand. Yeah. And then with your injuries, you said, I got to get creative. I learned backspin because of a torn meniscus. Yeah. I couldn't do anything. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was all sad and stuff. And then I just like laid on my back. I was like, well, this doesn't hurt. And yeah. then I just started like spinning around. And I was like, okay. I remember let me just that time. This crap. Because that time when you were practicing backspins was the time that I tore my rotator cuff. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I've, I never had like legit windmills because I was mm. all flare, air flare stuff. Yeah. And then, and you, then you got backspins. The I got windmills. And yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, like we got to get creative. I need to yeah. spin. No. I need to spin. The, the, <laughs> the, I think the limitations, when you embrace them, it almost gets rid of the limitations. Yes, through the limitations you surpass that limit. It's 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 when you remove the limitation you think, "Well, I don't have anywhere to go." Or you're you're aimless, or you know what I mean? You you respect it. It's like Ooh. you recognize it and you go, "I respect that." And so let me find this way around it in a creative way. And then we'll but I'm it respecting it. It's yeah. there. I you know, I can't it's something that I have no control over. I'm going to do everything. I'm still gonna do what I'm gonna do, but I'm respecting it. It's there. Yeah, and every time you get close, you, you push it a little. You're like, ooh, what, what if I? Oh, let's see. Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, well, you're not <laughs> pushing it. You're pushing yourself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. See, so, so maybe when someone says no limits, you know what? They're essentially saying the same thing. It's a more simplified version, and it makes sense. Like to to get your point across, like what we we're talking about, like uh, earlier. Um, about selling a pitch, we gotta keep it simple. Yeah, we, yeah. we gotta keep the details out. So when someone maybe told me no limits, that's the basic form of it. Mm -hmm. But when we write our ten page, <laughs> then we go into all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're all saying the same thing, man. Like Livic yesterday when he was saying, you just gotta find his passion. He's gotta find his passion so that he can. Get, oh, with his cousin? Yeah, yeah, something like that. And I was saying value. And then I was like, 
Remember the thing I said about the communication, 65% body language, 35% delivery, and then 7% content. That's what uh, communication is composed of. Yeah, yeah what yeah. communication is composed of. And me and Livick said, he said passion, I said value. But we knew what we meant because of the delivery. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't need to correct each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we got to a point where, like, hey, we're saying the same thing. It is, yeah, it is. We got five more minutes left, man. How you want to end this? You want to do a relearning? <laughs> yeah. Well, so can you explain what a, reliving, a relearning is? Okay, sure. So in my practice, I usually end my therapeutic sessions with a relearning, and it's a way to just summarize, consolidate everything that you've talked about in the last hour, hour and a half in our sessions, and it give it helps give you something to walk away with. It keeps it reasonable. It keeps it manageable because sometimes when you talk for an hour two hours that's a lot of content you're like how could i remember all that by and this is this is a type of meditation too it's a type of mindfulness Mm -hmm. it hones in on what's important at the time Mm -hmm. and uh, i give choices because you know we we need a little bit of choices and um, anyone can do this you can do this at home it's a it's an option anyone wants to try it it's a very short form of therapy i mean meditation you just start with one thing I learned or one thing I relearned or if that's too hard, one thing I noticed. And you start with one thing. It doesn't have to be the thing that stuck out the most. It doesn't have to be the most important thing. It's just one thing. Kurt, you want to try it out first? <laughs> How about we both do it? Okay. I'll do mine and then you do yours. Sounds good. Um, let's see. Mm-hmm. Dang, we talked about a lot. Uh, Start by saying it. You're in your mind right now. Let's get into your body. Start by saying one thing I. One thing I relearned. Hmm. Is where creativity comes from. And that helped me what? And that helped me align align my life to be more creative. Thanks for that. One thing I learned about myself today, about what breaking actually means to me, is the discipline. And knowing that I use breaking, one of the reasons I use breaking as a form of discipline is I feel like I lack and or need it in some areas. And by practicing it in breaking, it just spills over mm. into other areas. And, yeah. I, and I only noticed that after our talk today. Mm-hmm. So, so that's pretty nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can second that for sure. I want to change mine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Here we go. Let's I'll count. I'll counter. Uh, I'll uh, or I'll uh, co-sign that. Okay, we can co-sign. Yeah, I'll co-sign yours. And then the another way that I end session, in addition to the learning, mm-hmm. now we even consolidate even more. Kurt, you said it beautifully when we had coffee this morning. When you were like breaking, you want to make a sentence. Like there's a topic. There's a whatever. Everything in there. Then you realized, 
hey, sometimes you can just say a word. Mm-hmm. When you write an essay, you yeah. read a story, sometimes they just write a word. Damn, that's one word. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's end today's thing with a, a word. What's your word, man? I have two words, but I'm trying to condense it into one. But I don't know if that word exists. Hey, you can create one. Hey, you're new at this. You can create it. You can hyphenate it. It's up to you. You got choice, man. It's your choice. Continued learning with a hyphen in the middle. Continued learning. Continued learning. Okay. Mine is... Transparent. Transparent. Mm-hmm. I see. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being here. This was good, dude. Yeah. No, I think we learned a lot. And this is kind of why I wanted to create this show is to like document conversations like this, natural conversations about things that we care about. And, uh, you know, things that we learn from and help others maybe learn from it too hopefully hopefully people out there got something from this conversation as i think we both did so yeah man thanks thanks a lot for that no thank you thank you yeah all right thanks guys bye